Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more. Hey everyone, welcome to the Kickstart Podcast presented by ProTaper. Uh, it's a strange new normal here. Mm-hmm. Chase Curtis and I are here in our office in Wildemar. And uh, Alex Ray is calling in remote from, uh, I believe, Camarillo or somewhere about there. And uh, obviously we have Anton calling remote from Illinois. Hey, too loud chewing. <laughs> the dog is here chewing a chewy toy. But uh, man... A lot to talk about in this off weekend podcast. There was Loretta Lynn's, but I don't. I'm I'm more interested in the new career of Alex Ray. You've got one week down because you started last Tuesday, so we officially have five days under your belt, dude. How how how's uh, how's corporal life at O'Neill Racing? Uh, so today I think it's about fourth day. I started on Wednesday morning. Oh, Wednesday. Uh, it's- yeah, it's a uh, it's a lot, man. It's a lot to get used to. Uh, they pretty much like threw me to the wolves, right? Um, straight away. Uh, I've just been learning everything on the back end, and uh, it's been good. You know, it's it's been new. It's been uh, you know a change. It's been all of the above. I feel like, right? So uh, so yeah. I mean, I, for me, it's been good. Uh, I keep telling people like it just feels safe, like in my office. Like I feel like. <laughs> everything's like nice i'm not getting roosted i'm not casing jumps i'm not eating shit i'm not you know hitting a big set of whoops i'm sitting in my office and i'm i'm doing i'm doing the work and uh and uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it you know I've, i'm really enjoying it so far is it kind of like uh like you know at night i put misa in her crate that's her safe place right is that is that it you, is yeah it, is I your mean, office it's, it's here, nice. is it your crate <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but uh, the one thing about the office is I got to stare at a couch in jersey all day, but I mean, that's all right. That's mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> hey, you have a uh, Jason Lawrence jersey on your wall. Yeah, yeah, we got a J-Law jersey and a couch jersey in my office. It's pretty cool. Nice. Wow. Any of the old O'Neill catalog or, or posters with the girls in that brown, um, yeah, yeah, the brown field of weeds? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a few. There's a few laying around the office, you know. Nice. So, uh, Alex, what are you doing there then right now? Are you training and learning the ropes from everything from warehouse to sales to shipping or, or, or what, what is your, uh, what is your, uh, job um, duties? Uh, right now I'm doing rider support. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, uh, Mark is sort of handing that over to me a little bit. Um, just sort of learning everything though, like, uh, learning, you know, the warehouse and how things get shipped and, and uh just everything just pretty much how the business works from mm-hmm. you know warranties to returns to just everything right and uh yeah just learning all of that and uh and just really you know i guess get my feet wet in all of it you know yeah. are you gonna be going to uh some amateur stuff and like recruiting guys then um i don't know uh i definitely did watch uh loretta's you know and uh i did take some notes on some kids you know some kids that oh. that uh that really caught my eye you know but i mean you know until they ask me to do that then that's 
then then I will do it, you know. But right now they're just telling me to, you know, jump, and I'm just like, how high? You know what I mean? Like, mm. you know, anything they tell me to do, I'm just trying to do it the best I can. Just go from there, really. So when you're uh, taking order, taking over rider support, are you like looking at the quantities and stuff and going, shit, man, I only got two jerseys per race, and everyone else gets four. <laughs> uh no 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 i I'd ha- i haven't done my any of the pro stuff yet it's just mainly like uh you know just looking over resumes um doing stuff like that you know with amateur kids and uh and just answering some emails and, and going over stuff like that and dealing with some hook it guys and uh and, and taking over like the like uh dabbling a little bit with the blur instagram trying to grow that audience a bit and uh and, and really you know Try and get some people in the goggles as well. Mm-hmm. Is Scrub Daddy hey, emailing? Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Chase. Go I was ahead. just going to ask if Scrub Daddy's emailing you asking for gear nonstop already. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I couldn't hear you. Uh, is Scrub Daddy emailing you asking for gear? Oh, Scrub Daddy hasn't emailed me yet. Actually, I did see, a, 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 I think I might have seen an order from him not that long ago, maybe <laughs> last week. But, but, uh, but yeah, no emails from Scrub Daddy yet. Scrubby, uh, he places a lot of uh, paid orders, like you know, like mm-hmm. the discount orders. Like that, yep. he's the reason you see so many kids at Paris and Kawea and you know the the local tracks wearing O'Neill. Mm-hmm. He's like yeah, the, he's yeah. like the dealer. He is. You know? yes. Scrub, Scrub Daddy's awesome, man. Yeah. How is the uh, twenty four uh, O'Neill MX line moving along? Do you have any idea about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's all going good. Um, you know, like I, I think, uh, you know, I mean, sales are coming in, that's for sure. You mm-hmm. know, and we've, we've heard a lot of good things so far about it. Um, you know, a lot of new colorways. So, um, every, everything's sort of rolling in the right direction. I feel like I wore my, uh, my 24 mayhem, uh, the black with like blue and purple, kind of like so blue uh-huh. green new newsprint type stuff on the stomach. Yeah, that stuff was cool. I got some compliments on it yesterday. Although, there you uh, go. there although you're you gonna have to like, uh, you know, put me in line for the, you know, when you guys make the custom jerseys, because yep. they're they're a little stretchier and a little bit more comfortable than the standard ones. <laughs> yeah, that that's also like uh, something super super cool that O'Neill does, right? That uh, you know, I've become more familiar with, right? Like, so, you know, for a lot of our like rider support. Uh, you know, guys were, were able to get, uh, give them like a custom Jersey. It's all like sublimated with their name and number. Um, so that, that's super cool that for, you know, that we offer for the rider support guys, which is, I, uh, which is something that's like awesome. You know, like, uh, you always see like the pro guys, you know, they show up to the races and everything's just like made in the Jersey. And it's something that I think is cool and unique from O'Neill, right? Like that. It just, you know, comes straight, like in the packaging, Mm-hmm. You know, shipped straight to your door. It's, I, I think that's just something cool that, that O'Neill does. It's, I like it. Yeah, customers can buy it. So, uh, you know, maybe your first task at hand is, uh, you know, getting a set of Antonovich 514 O'Neill stuff sent over towards Illinois. Ooh. Do you know how to spell Antonovich, A-Ray? Let's hear. Uh, no, that's copy and paste name right there. <laughs> that's copy and paste. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, Ray, so on the rider support thing, what's the way that people are getting in contact with you guys now? Because it's been, you know, when everything from paper resumes that everybody mailed in back in the 90s, you know, with like 
photos of you and your mom, like that your mom took of you or you like bought from the track <laughs> and then the sponsor house thing and the hook it thing. But now that social media is there, how are you guys pulling from, you know, the riders that are out there? Honestly, um, I, I'm pretty sure that like on the O'Neill website, there's still like a rider support form that you can fill out. You can, uh, like copy and paste and attach your like resume still on there that way, because I, I've been going through emails like that. Um, but the easiest way I feel like, I mean, for O'Neill, OGO, you know, blur, Azonic, everything is to go through hook it. Um, you know, like I've been, I've been going through those applications as well. That's the easiest way. Right. Um, and then, and then, yeah, there's also that, like I said, like that form that you can fill out on O'Neill, mm-hmm. uh, they get you access to. Oh, no. The sponsorship season, all these kids that, you know, after they get Loretta's and they get their championship seasons done, it's like, what is it, start of September all the way through November? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we still have, you know, like some rider support coming in right now. Uh, here in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be opening up like the 2024 stuff. Um, but you can still get your foot in the door right now with the 2023 stuff, which is which is good. Um, you know, so, yeah, it's, it's all it's all. Uh, it's it's a lot man um and you know like like i said uh we sponsor i think i think it's shoot seventy five hundred, eight thousand, wow. you know different kids you know like just all all around variety of riding right so um and not only that we do mountain biking as well you know like the mountain biking rider support uh with that you know with all the o'neill line as well so it's good, it's good who stuff. is the top uh who is the top O'Neill rider at Loretta Lens? Were there any championships in the O gear? I don't know. Uh, I know there was one kid. I forgot what class he was in, whether it be Schoolboy or 250C. I know the one kid got some really good starts. I've seen him on the podium mm-hmm. uh, a few times. Uh, There's a couple 65 kids that were on the podium, I believe. Uh, no one I know right offhand. There was a guy. Uh, his his name's drawn a blank. I even sent it to Mark. I'm like, hey, this is a good sign. I think he might have been in B class, uh, who was running up front really well, mm-hmm. too. So um, I forgot. You're forgetting name. about the future of the company, though. <laughs> what do you mean? Who, who, Juju. Oh, oh, Juju. Yep, Juju. Juju was the top guy. I was just trying to showcase some other spread guys. The love. But, I get yep, it. I get spread it. the love. Spread the love. Of How did? Yeah. Well, I mean, Juju's not amateur anymore, so yeah. you know, I'm. Uh, I mean, um, I believe he might be doing uh, jumping up to the. Uh, to the you know ktm deal and the the last few rounds of outdoors so uh that'd be awesome to see yeah love hey, Ray, you guys have a lot of factory riders next year i was like kind of thinking about that the other day between colt getting that beta deal julian getting bumped up whatever marvin ends up doing like you guys got it going on yeah no i mean it's super awesome right like uh i mean with with uh you know I mean, I think we, it was cool to have Colt, you know, on, on factory Honda this year. And then, you know, him getting that new deal, you know, that just came out this past week with beta, uh, you know, Juju, it's like almost like an up and coming star, right? Yeah. He had a couple bad motors at Loretta's, but I mean, he really showed what he was made of. I feel like, you know, in, in a few of those races, he beat the best. And, uh, and I think that's just going to roll straight over into the, into the outdoor series, you know? And then Marv, uh, I feel like that's a question mark. I don't know what his sort of deal is. Um, I guess, uh, I don't know if you guys know or anything like that, but he's just awesome to work with, you know, from what I hear, right? Like, I mean, yes, I just started, but 
you know, that was one of the things that they said straight away that Marv is just always willing to, you know, go above and beyond, even though, you know, he did have a, a year of not racing as much as we would like. He still, you know, did all the stuff that, you know, they asked and, and that was, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's a lot, you know, a good thing you can ask for out of, out of the athletes, right? Like they, you know, they just like, Hey, like, I know I'm not racing, but you know, whatever you need, you know, that, that, that goes a long way. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, uh, my hunch is that Marvin's not done racing. He's, I think he's working on something right now. Cause I, I tried to hit him up the other day. I was like, Hey, I'm going to cruise over. Let's just do a quick checking in with interview. And he's like, Oh, I don't have anything to report just yet. Pretty soon I will. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think, I don't think he's done. Really? Look how fast he still is. I mean, granted he didn't race once cause he broke his wrist, but, um, super talented. And I, and I think this year too, like it shows, it shows, right. Like that might've been like the break he needed, right. To, to give his career maybe a little bit more longevity. Mm-hmm. Do you think he'd come back with KTM though? I don't, my hunch is KTM wouldn't bring him back, but he'll come back in some sort of capacity. Hmm. I don't know. I think it'd be Supercross only though. Yeah. That's what I would think. But he does not have a contract right now because he has been riding his mountain bike at Snow Summit. Yeah. 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 He's been he's been hitting <laughs> me up a to clear go, so. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't have anything signed because that's when he was doing it last year mm-hmm. before he signed. But uh I don't know. Area, it sounds like you're allergic to work. You got a runny nose or something? <laughs> me? Yeah, no. you allergic to uh recycled air and work and work environment? No, does it, do I sound stuffy? You sound stuffy. Yeah, I honestly, I'm, my voice is still like recovering from my batch party, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you swear to God. That, you got that summer cold? Yeah, yeah, man. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like, I think I'm still recovering. Yeah. It was, a, it was a rough week, you know? ASV Inventions supports the sport of motocross with innovative products like the original unbreakable folding lever, on the fly adjustable clutch purchase rotator front brake clamps, Y-handle tools, and more. ASV is also a distributor of products like ODI Grips and the innovative Gate King Tailgate Adjuster. They're also a proud sponsor of the Swap Motor Race Series and their trackside at each and every event. Their amateur racer support program is open year-round, and you can apply for support at hookit.com. Learn more about ASV products at asvinventions.com. Did you know that in addition to being some of the coolest people on motocross, the crew at WUSA are the official importers of Talon, Kite, and Edge hubs, as well as the leading resource for DID and Excel rims. Through the years, we've tested plenty of aftermarket wheels, and the wheel building crew at WUSA can't be beat. WUSA is the source for all things associated with wheels, including sprockets, spoke wrenches, tire irons, and more. Mention Swap Moto Live when ordering anything from WUSA and get a nice little discount too. Check them out at WUSA.com. Hey, what's up guys? It's Malcolm Stewart here. I ride for the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna and I've been training harder than ever and I've been using Guiltless Food Company for my performance on my motorcycle. And it's been doing a phenomenal job. I've been with these guys for the last four years and I give meals every week and it's just easy for, for me to come in on a hard day's riding throw it in the microwave and my meals are ready to go and it's fit ready meals provided for me 
You can sign up online and by using guiltlessfoodco.com or go to their local Temecula store and get your meals in person. Set yourself up for an easy win by going to Guiltless Food Co. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. Hey guys, it's Ryan Villapoto. Now that I'm living the retired life and not bound to factory team sponsors, I'm able to choose my partners when it comes to building my bikes. I choose Backyard Designs to create my motorcycle graphics because they do a great job. Their kits look great, go on easy, and last long. Backyard Design has the most comprehensive and user-friendly graphic website in the sport. Use the discount code SWATMOTO at checkout for a discount at BackyardDesignsUSA.com. G'day guys, this is nine times X Games gold medalist Jared McNeil. Off the motocross bike, I spend plenty of time cross-training on my intense mountain bike. From the super fast and efficient sniper cross-country bike, to the aggressive primer and tracer trail bikes, or even the amazing Taser e-bike. Every intense is designed and developed in the United States and built to the highest standards. A life on two wheels certainly includes pedals too. So give the crew at IntenseCycles.com a look. Okay, Anton, you uh, you made the drive and you hit up Loretta Lens. How was it besides wet? <laughs> God, that was oh, terrible. I bet, I bet that was horrible. God, it was so wet. Uh, <laughs> I left my house at 5 o'clock on Saturday morning because I saw how Friday was shaping out. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good on going down and uh, getting wet like that all day. And so I woke up Friday, or Saturday morning and pinned it, but then it was raining at my house, and I looked at the radar when I left, and I'm like, hey, man, it's raining, and uh, it looks like it's going directly that way. So I <laughs> drove in a typhoon for five hours uh, from St. Louis to uh, Waverly. Some may then, say you brought it there. Uh, a couple people did, yeah. <laughs> a couple people did. And then uh, I was racing the clock the whole time, like, man, if I can like get there just in time, I'll catch the start of that the pro sport moto that was in the morning and uh because there was so much lightning and so much rain happening that they had to stop it i made it with like two motos to spare because of how much bike maintenance they or track maintenance they had to do Mm -hmm. but it was to the point where they had a 65 class go out in the mud this is after the vet class stuff where mike brown's bike breaks and um ben riddle's bike breaks and uh they're taking out like 65 in buckets of bobcats, like two, three at a time, <laughs> because they were just stuck out there and just grenaded. Uh, but then they had anybody that followed the Reddas through last week knows how much rain and how much lightning they had. When it would rain, it was, you know, inches at a time, really fast. The lightning would be pretty intense. They'd have to stop. So they amended the schedule through a couple days to fit it in. Uh, but each time, man, the track, like, for the time it took for them to work it in and then like a couple rough tough motos for everybody to blow the slop off dude by the end of the day every day it looked pretty good you know dry and or not dry but hard pack and slick towards the end of the day on saturday but then that shaped up pretty good for all those peewee families that wanted to stay and uh race till the sun went down mm-hmm. so they made sure they got their third motos i uh i didn't know about this you know and like kind of dumb me i guess because i've been living in my own world 
but like the whole Facebook group for Pee Wee families. Uh, I guess I'm like four or five years away from that, but the rally cry <laughs> that those people can put together, wow, dude! Can't wait to <laughs> can't wait to experience that one, dude. How about yeah? The, like uh, I, I heard that I heard that there was like a huge riot of just Pee Wee guys like <laughs> outside of the uh, outside of like the scoring tower, right? Like just like ready to riot. They were just pissed off, but I, I, it was just cool to see that like you know like no matter what. You know, like the, the the start straight on Saturday was just horrible by the end of the day, right? No matter what, they wanted to get it in and they wanted like, you know, the best possible, you know, scenario for the 50 kids. And, you know, they did that line and they did like a, I don't know what it was called, like a off-road start. But it was just sort of cool to see that, you know, the effort that they put in just so, you know, everybody could finish their third motos because they were pressed for time and it was like almost pitch black outside of what it seemed like whenever I was watching. Mm -hmm. How about all the, uh, the peewee dads carrying their bikes, to the starting line dude. you know, so mm -hmm. they wouldn't get them mm -hmm. all muddy. There's no way. And all if, the kids that made it three feet out of the gate and got stuck. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know what I really was surprised by though. And like Stu Baylor was in the commentary booth, GNCC racer, you know, uh, and he was remarking about just how, I mean, I guess unprepared some people are, just like the little tips and tricks that moto families didn't know, like to put pencils or um, something like on the grip so you have a, just something to hang on to or something mm -hmm. like that. But I was really surprised with how serious so many families take amateur motocross racing. I saw virtually no tire covers on the starting line. Like, blown away by that. You would think that that 45 bucks would be something everybody would be spending. Hmm. Yeah. Or at least saran wrap, right? Like, did you see? Something. I saw a picture going around of like some t-shirts, like duct taped around a tire or something crazy. But like Anton, you also got to remember too, like at uh, at Loretta's, you know, like the fifty kids all the way up to pretty much the sixty-five, they don't ride their bikes to the gate. You know, they they'll load yeah, them up. Yeah, that's true. Get the back, they do load them up in the rhino. Yeah, that's true. The back of the rhino. Yeah. You know? Okay. So yeah. Just, you know what? You're right, Avery. I didn't think about like everybody's got to book it, especially if you're in the far campground by the house yeah mm -hmm. you're just gonna yeah, spend those they're, they're spending point. a little bit more than 40 bucks they're spending about 20 grand on a rhino <laughs> yeah that's a good point that's the a good point okay. the ground effects See, light. Again, okay a ray i i've been getting asked this question by like everybody lately how much would it really cost to go to loretta's just as like any kind of amateur family doesn't matter if you're trying to do like a compound or anything like that but just like you guys have done it how much does that cost no, I mean it's it's a ton, right? And it's going up every year. It seems like uh, in like, 2007, uh, I, I, I spent nine grand. Oh my god! Holy shit! Jesus! Yeah. But I rented a motorhome, you know, instead of having a hotel. And I flew, I flew there, and I rented a motorhome and drove it in. But uh, but yeah, food entries, permits for this, permits for that. I was, I was, I remember my my expense report at Transfer Motocross was nine thousand dollars. Wow. And that's not even counting yeah, I mean, like, like qualifiers and stuff. Uh, depending no, on where you're including. coming from in the country, right? True. Like you have, you know, you have your gas prices and all that stuff. And then if you do have a motorhome, you still got to pay for camping fees, like for the whole week and and stuff like that. Um, and then like if you want to, I mean, there's there's levels to it, right? So if you want to bring your rhino, you have to have a pit pass. If you want to, um, if you want to rent a golf cart that like a lot of people used to do, I don't know if they still do that. I'm pretty sure they do. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a rental, you have a rental fee for that. You know, you have, 
if you bring a pit bike, you have to have a pit bike uh, like sticker on your bike, and that costs a certain amount of money. Um, there's there's certain levels to it, you know. Um, I, I do know that Kiefer does a, a bit of a breakdown, um, or he has in years past, of, of how much it actually does cost. Um, and I know they they did the Airbnb thing this year uh, down the road, like 30 minutes away, mm-hmm. and they said it was quite a bit better. Um, you know, like they you know, they recommended in their, in their sort of podcast that they did the, Hey, like if you haven't done the actual Loretta's experience and you've stayed there the whole week, like if you've done that, maybe try the Airbnb, but you know, it's something that you got to do, right? Like you have to stay there for the whole week in a motorhome and, and really get the full experience. But if you've done that already, then it might be a good idea to stay away from Loretta's and, and do like the Airbnb thing or, or hotel thing and, and really experience like the whole Tennessee thing outside of just Loretta's. Mm-hmm. Hey Don, do you think did Renee ever race Loretta's? I don't remember him I don't, ever. I don't think so. I wonder and how it was many. It's always different for me too, though, right? Because like I lived an hour away, you yeah. know. So like, and that's when school was starting. So like, um, depending on how many classes I raced, either one or two, you know, on my off day, I would I'd have to go, you know, do my first day of school. Oh, or, um, or, you know, I would go home and I would ride maybe, or I would go home and sleep in my own bed on the, on the day off or, or something like that. Or my dad had to work, you know? Mm-hmm. I wonder how many guys like at a professional supercross or motocross level line up or have lined up that haven't raced the red as once. Yeah. Obviously there's probably no there's top guys. There's a few. Yeah. I mean, cause even like jet race, the red as Hunter yeah. didn't though. Roxon did. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, um, I liked what AP said that uh, when all those guys retire, they're going to be back there as soon as they can get back there. For everybody <laughs> that's mad about pro guys like Inig and Brownie and all that racing yeah. back classes. Oh yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back for sure. <laughs> Next year, right? No, so, no. I, I got to take. I think it's what like three years after you score a point or something yeah. like that. I don't know what the rule is, but well, yeah, that, this uh, year's one. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I scored two points. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I take it yeah. back. My bad. Sucks. Um, so, yeah, I saw something Emic put on Instagram saying all the haters and everything. Like, what? Are people complaining every that former year. cross yeah. super champ? People, that's the thing. People complain every single year about this same topic. Like, dude, crazy. grow up. Crazy. Yeah, dude. Oh. And it's not something new. Like, every year. And if you're going to continue to complain every year and still race it every year. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's the pinnacle of amateur racing. You know, there's nowhere else for Jeff to go race, yeah. right? And if if I'm that whatever 35-year-old, 40-year-old guy that's spending all this money to go race Loretta's, I would be freaking stoked to be lining up against yeah, right? Jeff Emig and Mike Brown, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's different. The only class in the vet category that you can't have ever scored points or been race pro is the 30 class. Because it's thirty B slash C, and so, but everything else is open. You're racing against former champions. Yeah. So uh, I saw the stuff about Brownie saying he wants to race a national in twenty four. Pro national, right? Wow. Points? Yeah, but he also said that was it. He he was going for like the record, right? Like for most uh, championships at Loretta's. So mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, with him losing that that championship this year, I don't know um, if he might do another year or. Or still have that same same plan there. Hmm. What broke on his bike? Do we know? 
Uh, something in the engine because then they didn't have anything to fix it for the oh. last moto of his second class later in the day, so he didn't get to race that one either. Hmm. Damn, I bet he was pissed. Yes, Loretta's, right. does Brownie race all of his own bikes? His own bikes are dialed, they're his? Uh, no, I think Munn provides him with a bike. He might bring his own suspension, but I'm pretty sure like every year Munn brings him a motorcycle. Last year or two years ago, I remember the media department built him up like a pretty trick uh, 350. Yeah. yeah, but just because like, what was the race we just had out here? Was that the World Vet or was that Two Stroke Worlds? Two Stroke Worlds. Two Stroke Worlds, yeah. Two Stroke Worlds. One moto he's riding Pasha's bike and another moto <laughs> he's riding a dirt bike magazine bike and you know, nothing was, I don't think he even raced with a number three. He was always <laughs> riding some, some borrowed bike. So I, I didn't know if, does he actually do his own program dialed at? at yeah, I think he takes it a little more serious there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, self-admittedly, I, di- I didn't see much of Loretta's except off Instagram, but like, so A-Ray and Anton, what were the biggest surprises of the week? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Gavin Towers. Uh, I mean, six months ago, I think I'm, or maybe a little bit longer. I mean, um, he tore his ACL comes back from that. And then like a week before his regional, he breaks his, uh, collarbone, gets it plated, still goes to the race and makes Loretta's hmm. with like plate with plating his, you know, shoulder, like two days. Out. He still had stitches in his shoulder. And then to come to Loretta's with like three days on the bike or something like that. I don't know. I, I read his Instagram post and, um, and, and to come away with a championship, like that's, you know, in one of the major classes. I mean, I, I watched the way he dug deep last year. Um, he was sort of the underdog last year and, and what he did last year. And then, you know, all the adversity he had, uh, coming in this year, it was, just, it was just cool to see him. It finally pay off and it, and it worked out for him. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, and I think, you know, for, for Gavin, he's been around for a while. He won his first moto ever at the ranch last year and was consistent through the week. You know, three, three, two scores going into that one. Uh, that that was that first really muddy moto on Saturday, and he knew what he had to do. He was looking around, and he knew um, kind of what had to happen. Mark Phineas had some problems, and the bike broke there. He didn't finish, and then he didn't do the next moto, but – you know, just as watching how all of that played out, because it was chaos. I didn't know that Dax and Bennick went down until way later, you know, because he was making a good run at it. But, yeah, that was pretty That was pretty good to see. Uh, Gavin was psyched, but I think the person that was, like, most psyched for everybody was Wes Kane, because that's his boy. Yeah. And then um, I also want to mention this kid. Like, I, I don't know much about him, right? Like, I was watching him in the Super Mini class. Um, you know, obviously you have Vincent way who's, who's ripping. Um, he did really, really well, but this kid I'd never heard of this, uh, Deacon Deno, the way he was riding, like with the intensity that he had and like, I don't know the way he was riding the track. I just thought it was really good. I just wanted to say he was riding really good. Yeah. I think he got a championship as well. in one of the classes, Uh, I think that's my favorite thing about Loretta's is going through results or even Instagram at the end of the week and seeing like. These kids I've never heard of do so well. Like this year, I can't remember the guy's name, but I think it was B class on an EBR Yamaha. He did he did really good, and I'd never heard of the kid. But um, yeah, just like that super mini kid you're talking about, I think that's my my favorite part. <laughs> Anton, when you were there briefly, did you see the race tech booth? 
What do you think was going on at the Racetech <laughs> booth? Oh, I saw Checkers. I did see. I saw uh, yeah? Chris Riefenberg walking in for the Pro Sport Moto. Yeah, so it's good to see them. They have a lot of Racetech stuff going on down there. But dude, I think everybody was busy all week. Um, you know what was probably going to be real important? Getting your uh, suspension service and all the bushings and all that stuff cleaned up after you destroyed after, it in a mud yeah. photo. I wonder yeah, if anybody man. was even doing that or if that was like a 200% like gratuity that was automatically added on. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you know, uh, it's funny because one time we did a we did a uh, a bike intro. Like a, it was a Yamaha, new bike Yamaha intro. And I was taking the bike straight to Restec afterwards to have a revalve for something because we didn't need it for the shootout. And I remember it was muddy at the intro. It was muddy at Glen Helen, like super duper muddy. Mm-hmm. And I remember Dubok was like, hey, Donnie, go wipe your uh, fork fork tubes lower off, fork. lower fork tubes off. Don't let that, don't let that mud dry because it'll, you know, blow the seals when you, you know, Compressed Compress the sports yeah. or, or whatnot. So that was a uh, that was a good tip from Dubok. You, you know, even before I watched the bike, he just said, mm-hmm. "Clean it off before you take it to race tech." There's a, I think it's a Maxima like suspension cleaner or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's good for that. Yeah, I use that. actually. Oh, I I was I was gonna say I actually sent uh, checkers a text. You know, I was texting back and forth with him and just checking in on how things were going. You know, uh, they had a bunch of race tech guys there. Um, you know, like even Ben Lemay, who has a race tech <laughs> center there in Colorado. He uh, he was actually racing, um, but like I think he had a he had some bike issues, right? Like he was losing his rear brake um, and stuff like that. And then uh, he also he also got food poisoning. Mm. And I, I cannot imagine getting food poisoning at Loretta's. It's super hot. You know, you're out there, you're camping out, and then all of a sudden it's just like you're having to ride in the mud and you're just, you know, you're feeling like crap. You're all weak and all of that stuff. So so props to him for making it through the week. Um, you know. So yeah, that that was a huge bummer to to see him like, you know, really really struggle. I think he'd have done some good if he hadn't got sick. Mm. I guess the the upside to the the mud is that like if you had to blow out your pants, you wouldn't be able to tell. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what else? Okay, so besides, oh yeah, you touched on Vincent Way. That's so sick. Like so pumped that he put it together and won a title. I mean, it's kind of inevitable. I feel like with the program that the Ways put together and that kid's work ethic and everything, it's going to happen. But I'm like, I'm stoked that it happened at Loretta's because mm-hmm. I'm sure, I'm pretty positive this is his first Loretta's title. I think so too. Yeah, he's won plenty at other races, nationals, but this is the big one. Yeah, it, yeah. He was in contention. He was in contention both classes, I believe, and then uh, and then something happened. I think he m- might have had a crash or a bike issue in one of the races. It, it took him out. The um, and I think like one of the Gordon brothers got it. But but yeah, I mean he was he was riding well the whole week. Like you could just tell. Like he was he was a notch above a lot of the other guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I spent a. Uh, quite a bit of time last week with Shimoda and around Cincerillo. And it was hilarious to see how glued they were to their cell phones in between motos watching Vincent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think, I think that moto that kind of ruined him for one of the classes. I think he, he got the whole shot and then went down and got ran over or something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was pretty cool to see. Oh him. yeah. in the first turn. Yeah. 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 That was brutal. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hey, I was thinking about it. Jeff Emig won the 40 and 50 classes. That's got to be the first championships for We Big. 
Yeah. And the first championships for viral brand goggles. Yeah. He signed with them just before the race. <clears throat> I'm not going to lie. The Jack Daniels uh, kits weren't weren't bad. Like, I, I liked them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know which one I didn't like? In the... Uh, in the in the press release for viral, he was wearing a jersey that said like zero fucks given or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like on the jersey. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, that's 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 sick, bro. But come on, like in an ad or <laughs> like on a former supercross and national champion? I don't know. But uh but yeah, props to Jeff. I mean, I I'm sure I'm gonna see him at Wood Ranch this week. Yeah. I wonder if he'll be wearing his moto medals. That'd be sick. What do you think? At the bar. I would be. I'd wear that shit. I'd wear that shit proud. <laughs> I've never even been close to a, getting a medal at Loretta's, but I would definitely. Um, another thing I wanted to add on Loretta's, uh, Aiden Kiefer. Yeah. Uh, dude, I mean, like, the amount of progress that that kid has made over the past couple of years, it's amazing, right? I mean, uh, that last moto in the mud, him getting on the podium, you know, in a premier, you know, class i feel like from loretta's like in the b class which is one of the hardest classes yeah there um you know just to see where he's came from you know like just i guess for me being in california the last you know five or six years uh being around the family seeing him grow up you know just from you know a kid on a you know 85 and then a 125 you know and and just and really starting to take it serious and things are starting to click for him it's, mm-hmm. it's just cool to see yeah super stoked for that what's uh what are those? What are those electric trials bikes? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, Oset. Um, Oset. Yeah. yeah, I remember him ripping Dude, around yeah. on an Oset, yeah. like a, yeah. a electric trials bike. I mean, so like, yeah, Chris has done a great job with him. And the, the thing I love the most about Aiden Kiefer is the way Chris has kept him humble. Right? Mm-hmm. Like he's this fast little fucker, this kid, but he still like is so polite and so respectful, and you know, yeah, yeah. They're, they're raising him right for sure. Totally. Uh, what else? Enzo Temmerman, how did he do? He he didn't win any titles, but he was, I think, fifth in, in one class. Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, too, like uh, when it started raining, uh, something about Christian Janik clicked, and he right. was running, he was running lap times like it was dry. Uh, that's another thing I wanted to point out. Um, yeah, I mean, it, to be honest, like, like uh, all this like Loretta stuff, like it, it, it was going on while like I was like um, supposed you know, to be like, starting work or whatever. Yeah, so like the first couple days I was able to watch, and then obviously I started working, and, I, and you know I was straight back home, and I watched pretty much every moto replayed back. You know, <laughs> um, it, I don't know what it is about Loretta's. I, I love it so much. Uh, it's an awesome event. I don't know whether it's because it's from Tennessee or just up and coming kids. It just seems like the sport keeps progressing. The kids keep getting younger and like their, their abilities, right? Like even watching the kids on the fifties, uh, like the ability that they have to ride the track the way it is and, and as fast and as good as they have, like are riding. It's just, it's freaking cool, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I remember being on a 50 and being like, you know, like pretty decent around you know, my uh, state area wise and stuff like that. And even at the nationals, I did decent. And like, I mean, it felt normal to me, but like watching these kids, it's like, damn, like, and dude, some of these kids are built different, dude. Like, 
they're just eating shit, wadding, getting ran over and everything. And they're just like, they just pop up mm-hmm. and they're fine. I'm like I would be still laying there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen a lot of, a lot of first term carnage, like just from the 50s, 60 class kids, just freaking body burials going through the air. <laughs> and like, they just get up like nothing ever happened. Yeah. So I talked to Ryan Holiday, uh, Team Green, the manager over there, you know, guy that's overseeing the amateur program for so long and been to Loretta's probably just as much as anybody has. And to the point, Don, that you mentioned about Aiden, you know, I think Aiden just shows how much if you really want something and you haven't been doing it since you were super young, if mm-hmm. you uh, figure out later on in life, like, hey, this is what I want to do and this is how serious I need to take it, and they're still pretty fresh, Um that's pretty much the way that amateur motocross is going to be trending right now. And Ryan just as much has said, so he's like, you know, we're seeing what kids are doing. What now we're seeing the trends that are happening and it's different than it was five years ago when we followed everybody a certain way, he goes, it's, it's going to change and we're adapting to it. And I think like how these last few years have been the Levi kitchens and those dudes that break out, even chance Hymas that, you know, had been a team green kid for a long time, but wasn't until he got to two fifty B that, made an impression we're we're about to see like a big uh turnover there because a ray you and i talked about it don you and chase had said it too like going into this year there had been such a big turnover and it was wide open as to who could do what because like Ryder d's gone jet reynolds is gone deegan's gone and the guys that are there you know even daxton daxton's going pro um julian's going pro Hmm. yeah and and uh and to touch on that a class right like um Anton, were you hearing that like all oh, like the the pro sport class, A class is going to be a bit weak this year? You know, like who, who do we have? Like, yeah, it's just that kind of. And like, I'll admit that I even thought the same thing. Like, but holy shit, that first moto gate drop, and I'm like, uh, yeah, no, this is not like a mellow class. Like, there's so many no. kids that you forgot about that are ripping. Right? It seems like like they've all been silent. Like they've just been in South Carolina with uh freaking daniel blair just working on fucking sprints or something i don't know mm-hmm. but like yeah. i mean like mark finnis like uh you know juju you had dax you had freaking everybody Dude, gavin i mean just for gavin alone like this is no disrespect but i don't think anybody thought gavin was even with a title you know what i mean and that kid's been exactly. close so many times when i heard that he was like getting talked about for star for a future ride i was like whoa okay cool like didn't think that would happen but good for him and then by the end of the week you're like oh yeah dude like of course like he's he's one of the guys now he definitely needs to be there and then he's been showing how much he's been doing the work for the last little bit riding down at the goat farm and everything like that with the same group yeah. of people yeah yeah another but one too like, that we didn't mention was avery long as well yeah but then like uh the parker ross kid from california like i hadn't heard of that kid that much the kid that rides a honda he was ripping mm-hmm. and then julian dude for him to ride and not have a good mud moto on Friday, like I hate to make the jet ski comparison and stuff like that, but how fast he was going on Saturday when it was just complete slop, I was like, dude, does he think he's riding on water? Like what? <laughs> he was going so much faster than everybody else and riding so smooth. Yeah, for David so long. Freaking told him to freaking do something different. I don't know, but yeah, he was absolutely ripping. I wouldn't have been surprised if Daxon's bike sucked a little bit of water in. He did a really good job uh, keeping the front wheel out of the puddles and stuff like that. But he came around two, three laps before the finish, and you could just hear it sounding mm. like plugged up, you know. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that might. And then another one. Uh, yeah, and then another one in the B class, Casey Cochran. Like, I mean, yeah, bummer. Uh, bummer. You know, he dislocated his shoulder at the beginning of the week, and then, but I mean, he came back. Like, he came back and rebounded. You know, but that couldn't have been t- that couldn't have been easy. Hey guys, was uh, were the Deegans there? Did does Hud- Hudson ride? I don't think so. I don't think he's like. No, Hudson was. He's still. Uh, he's still dealing with the injury that he had. Oh, uh, Kuya that day. He got water. You got water at Kuya when Chase and I were there. I think he broke a vertebra yeah. or something. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah hmm. I think Quashuga was like the first time I've seen him not in the turtle shell, hmm. like in the halo. Yeah. Wow, he was in a halo, like bolts. Not a something? halo. The the turtle shell. race, all that. Okay, okay. Yeah, the turtle shell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you were with Shimoda. They're going back to racing this weekend. Yeah. And uh, did anything happen during the break besides Colt Nichols signing? Mm. Everybody got a job? Everybody got a job. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's the only thing that really, the biggest thing, huh? Yeah. I think uh, so. No, the 2024 Cowie, I've seen you guys wrote that. That's no, that was 250. 250. Unchanged. Unchanged. Oh, green uh, seat cover, it. green fork guards. New graphics. Oh, okay. Boulder new graphics. KX, is, KX logo is larger. Boulder. <laughs> I think the 450 is probably going to be a late bite. Yeah. Uh, I think that the official, like, uh, they officially, they've officially announced that thing, right? Because I know they're yeah. supposed to be doing more with it soon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so, uh, do you have any word on the YZ250F? Intro location? No. I'm hearing we're traveling for it. Yeah. You're traveling. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I instantly regret wanting to test right that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, the only new bikes that we really have to look forward to this year is the YZ250 and the KX450, right? Mm-hmm. I had to... Maybe factory editions. Yeah. We had to uh, return the Suzuki's last week, so... I went down to Brea and dropped off the RMZ 250 and 450. What was that, Friday? Why'd they ask for them back? Because we're getting new ones. They didn't want to just... Okay. Yeah, we're getting new ones. So, <laughs> yeah. What if they just handed you the same ones? They just washed them. <laughs> yeah, just change the sticker <laughs> on the frame, right? I don't know. Um, I got an interesting text from uh, Jamie at Twisted today, guys. He's all... I suggested that we let Swap Moto Live and Scrub Daddy test the 94 bike, and they did not say no. How funny would that be to see Scrubby on Kenny's bike? That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. Damn. It might honestly, he and Ken might need to have a scrub contest. Like, honestly, you could throw it lower. (laughs) (laughs) Just find the most bitchin' prime jump at Paris. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We have a contest on how many. Times Scrubby could hit the clutch coming out of turn too, but uh, man, I think uh, I think that's about wraps it up. I mean, we did a lot of stuff the last two weeks that it's not really worth talking about on the podcast, but yeah, a lot of uh, fun to be, a lot of fun was had, a lot of anticipation leading up to the race this weekend, and uh, good luck at work tomorrow, eh, Ray. <laughs> Silence. He's already sleeping. Is he asleep? Yeah. Hey, Ray? 
Always working. Yo, what? Oh, what did you I do? Are you dozed off, huh? Yeah, this this working life is taking a toll. So wait, wait Samantha did... stayed home in uh in the Inland Empire and you went up to the Airbnb? Uh yeah. Yeah, she stayed home. Um she actually has a uh, job interview tomorrow. It's like her eighth one with this one company, but uh, it's Jeez. looking good. Mm. Yeah, but it's like a in person interview. I think she's it's gonna be like around over there. So oh, okay. uh, yeah, so fingers crossed she gets a job, so we're both working. Uh, but yeah, she's hanging out with the pup right now, just hanging out. And uh, and yeah, I'm I'm over here just grinding away, you know. Grinding. All right, so uh, yeah, we might come up and visit you on Thursday. Go for a mountain bike ride after work. All right, bring your e-bike and get Chase an e-bike. No, we'll not ride an e-bike. Yeah, he's I might. Yeah, like, and, and that's one thing I want to touch on too, like like getting a job and sitting at a desk all day. It's like. Dude, everything's like settling in the middle, right? Like, mm. damn, you know. Do you so, guys like, do you guys go on out. big group lunch things? Like, does like does Frank come in your office? Hey, let's go to lunch, or are you just all in? Your yeah, own? yeah, he has been, he has been for sure. But but he says it's not like this every day. Like we do bring our lunch. So <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start bringing my lunch. But I don't know. Like I, it's so nice in the evenings right now. Like it's beautiful. It's like 25 degrees cooler up there down here than it is and in, in the ie like it is amazing how nice it is here so i don't know whether if i need to mountain bike in the mornings or in the in the afternoons um well what time do you start I'm, I'm, I'm more of a morning person right but like i'm always scared that i'm gonna be late for work or something like that so i might just do it in the afternoons because i mean i'll still have a bunch of daylight left mm -hmm. um, yeah. for, for a grip so so yeah, anyone who's around here in the uh, Agora Hills, uh, Camarillo, you know, Oak Park area right now that wants to mountain bike, talk, yeah. hit me up, dude. Anyone that could show you Suicide Trail. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Show us Suicide Trail Thursday evening. I don't know where, I don't know where to start. Yeah. Well, my buddy maybe, Kyle lives up there. Maybe that'll be a task for me tomorrow. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll cruise up and, and sort of try and find it. Go find it. Right on. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for listening to us flap our lips here on the Pro Taper Kickstart podcast. Uh, we'll uh, talk to you next Monday. Since 1991, Pro Taper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized one and one eighth inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit. The only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more.